and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to women in the music industry and the challenges that they face. Each episode features songs by your new favorite band and where you can find them. Come on, the show is starting. I'll see you guys at the front. and welcome back to Ripple Hearts. This is episode 37. Today, I'm going to go through a couple of things. First of all, I do want to thank anybody that came up to me on Parahoy and said that you like the podcast and everybody was super nice to me. It was so heartwarming and special to meet face-to-face people that actually like what I'm doing. That was definitely the highlight of the cruise along with getting to hang out with all of my friends from all over the world. So thank you guys for all of that and really making my vacation extra wonderful. Before I go into today's topic... Um, I did want to say the last episode I was talking about by erasure and I was talking about Haley Kuoko. Ever since that um, episode happened, I've seen a lot of things about Haley Kuoko and apparently she's never said that she was bisexual. She's never really said that she identified as anything, but also all signs point to that she is a lesbian. So I didn't make anything to retract what I said from the last episode, so I just wanted to say it now. I've been saying it on Twitter and everything that I feel really bad that, you know, I didn't further research it. I only saw like one or two articles, but Haley Kuoko doesn't identify as anything as far as anybody knows, but all signs point to she's a lesbian and not a bisexual. So I did want to clear that up really quick before I move on to today's topic because that was a huge thing that was weighing on me and I didn't want anybody to think that I was giving out false information. I did see an article that I did link in the show notes to that episode that said that she identified as bisexual or that someone came to a conclusion that she was bisexual but either way the facts are nobody actually knows she hasn't said anything so I do want everybody to know that I'm trying to always be as credible as possible by looking up as much as I can towards a topic and kind of my bad for not researching that one to death. I really saw that one article and kind of ran with it. So I apologize. I'll try to do better in the future. I really don't want to give you guys misinformation or start rumors or anything like that. So definitely wanted to just clear that up. But anyway, we're going to get into today's topic, and I just really wanted to focus on Coachella today. Uh, Coachella. I don't know why I said it like a douche, but it's Coachella. <laughs> After I got back from Parahoy, it was announced the support for Paramore's Tour 5, and that would be Soccer Mommy and Joysome. I made a small joke. It was like semi-joke, semi-not. It was like 30% joke and then 70% not. That Paramore put more women on one tour than most festivals did on one lineup. And I was sadly proven right when I saw the lineup for Slam Dunk for this year. So another festival, which is Coachella, that I'm having, I'm going to talk about today. The lineup for that was eh. As far as women goes, I mean, there was a a couple on there, but for the most part, they just look like placeholders. They were very small on the bottom of every day of that poster, except for obviously Beyonce was in huge letters, but that's what she deserves. But anyway, for those of you that are unaware, there's reasons that Coachella sucks. There's actually a lot of reasons, but I want you guys to know the main reason why it sucks is the guy who founded the festival is so anti-LGBTQ it actually physically hurts me. The Daily Beast put out an article I believe the day of this year's Coachella talking about it. The author is Amy Zimmerman and she wrote a few years ago the Washington Post revealed that the often problematic festival's issues 
went way beyond appropriative accessories. A 2016 report of America's enemies of equality is often cited as blowing the lid off of Coachella and its founder, Philip Anschultz, the owner of the entertainment conglomerate AEG. The Freedom for All Americans campaign reported that Anschultz, one of the richest people in America with a net worth of $12.9 billion, gave large sums of money to the Alliance Defending Freedom, the National Christian Foundation, and the Family Research Council. According to the Post, the National Christian Foundation funds a lot of the groups aggressively working to chip away at the equal rights of LGBTQ Americans. Now, this article always says LGBT. I always add the Q at the end. I know that there's a lot more letters. I know that there's an A and I know that there's a plus sign, but I always like to add in the Q at the very least to try and do my part. But this one only has up until T. Just uh, That's irrelevant, but I just wanted to clarify because if you guys look in the show notes and you see that I, you know, didn't, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Anyway, the Family Research Council, which expressively says on its website that it believes that homosexual conduct is harmful to the persons who engage in it and to society at large, has been deemed an extremist group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Phil Ann Schultz' extensive influence in Colorado politics has been known for years, but the degree of his support for anti-LGBTQ groups that fund extremist hate groups like Gordon Klingenschmitz, I'm sorry if I'm saying that last name wrong, pray in Jesus' name is shocking. Said Progressive Now, Colorado's exclusive uh, director, Ian Silvery, Man, these last names are really fucking killing me. I'm sorry, guys. At at a time in American history when discrimination and violence against LGBTQ citizens is on the rise, support for pro-discrimination groups puts Ann Schultz on the wrong side of Colorado and on the wrong side of history. So that's fucking huge. And right then and there, we shouldn't support A, a capitalist, B, a shit festival, and C, a capitalist piece of shit who makes every effort to hate on the LGBTQ community. Coachella was talked about all week because of the performance that dubbed the festival Baychella due to the impressive and show-stopping performance made by my real president, Beyonce. Beyonce reunited Destiny's Child for the performance, brought out her sister Solange, and made a huge statement for people of color once again. And my favorite part about whenever Beyonce makes any statement is the backlash from supposed non-racist baby boomers. Beyonce won't even try to make a statement. She's just really putting... She's literally just putting black people on a stage and people get all upset and they say shit like, why is everything so political? Black lives matter. We get it. Jeez. Why is Beyonce always doing shit like this? We can't. Oh, why can't she just stop? I don't understand. We get it. Black lives matter. All lives matter. Blah, blah, blah. Like you guys see it on Facebook. You, you know, you do when, um, what was it? The Super Bowl gate of whatever year it was. I can't think of off the top of my head with the Black Panther thing. Oh my God. I think I still hear about that from baby boomers. They just like hate on Beyonce, but they really just hate on people of color, but they just mask it as their hate for Beyonce when really all she does is just want justice for people of color. But anyway, I'm sure if now that I've said that I've probably broken, broken any glass and you guys probably will see it all the time now. I'm sorry about that if you've been uh, shielded from it, but people hate on Beyonce when they really hate black people. That's just my take. It's true. Maybe it's just my take, but it's true. 
Anyway, another Coachella performance talked about on Twitter was Yodel Boy, a.k.a. the epitome of white America. I have to actually explain this because nobody in my real life knows what I just said. Maybe a month ago, there was this kid who was dressed head to toe in cowboy getup, yodeling in a Walmart, and he went viral. Yes, for people that don't know, that actually happened. But can you believe it? It's fucking Walmart. There's people of Walmart.com for a reason. Anyway, what was supposed to be the meme of the year turned out to be the worst thing I had to endure on the internet for weeks. Yodel Boy took the world by storm, went on Ellen, got to perform at the Grand Old Opry, and even got to perform at Coachella. All within two weeks of being a viral sensation. Fucking amazing. Love the internet. People were actually praying that this kid was unproblematic and that his parents were not racist or something like that because, you know, people actually care if someone's parents are racist. That's shocking because the last time that that happened, nobody actually cared and still supported whoever it was anyway. See, I don't even remember who it was, but I just remember. Oh, yeah, it was that kid, the GoFundMe kid. Yeah, everybody waved that under the rug, even though they acted all shook about it. Mm, Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I can't with this whole this whole episode. It's just me kind of shaking my head. So I'm sorry if this seems sassier than usual. I just I can't believe any of this shit. But anyway, you guys can stop praying because there has been an article citing Yodo Boy's estranged father is in fact a white supremacist and is currently serving jail time in Nashville. Act surprised. There's only one article about it, and it's from TMZ. So honestly, although it's super likely that it's true, who really knows? I don't trust anything that TMZ puts out. Um, and also, there seems to be no contact with the father, and there hasn't been for a while. So even though he's the worst thing on the internet right now, we can't really attack Yodel Boy completely yet until I see a more credible news source than fucking TMZ. Once that happens, maybe I'll go back on my word. But TMZ, it ain't happening. Not reputable enough for me. Before I move on with more Coachella problematic facts and more sassy banter, I'm going to play you guys the first song in the episode, which is by a solo artist who goes under the name Mr. Little Jeans. Mr. Little Jeans is the project by Monica Burkinis Burkinis from, from Los Angeles, California. She has one album from 2014 and an EP from 2016. I heard her music once again at a Chipotle and was super stoked to hear her sound. It reminded me of a mellowed out churches and I was really blown away by how cool it was. The song is the title track from her 2016 EP fevers and here it is. Hold tight, cause you know never last 
Again, that was the title track Fevers from Mr. Little Jeans from the 2016 EP available on iTunes. Back to Coachella and all of its terribleness, Coachella also brought Cardi B, which is someone we need to talk about. Cardi B has been making a lot of noise lately following the original boom she made onto the scene with her song I Still Have Yet to Hear, Bodak Yellow. Everyone, for some reason, is Team Cardi B, despite a lot of information that I don't think people remember or know about. So let's talk about it. First of all, Cardi B is my age. She's 25, and therefore I expect a little more from her than the things I'm going to say. In December of 2016, she had tweeted a racist comment to a dark-skinned girl and called her a quote-unquote roach. The exact tweet was, Fix that dusty-ass weave and grow your edges, then talk to me ugly-looking like a fucking roach. In, tw- in November of 2016, she also tweeted, LMAO, you think you look good, bitch? You look like two roaches having sex. Then she tried explaining that roach was a Bronx thing, which is something I can't confirm or deny, but either way, she definitely meant it as an insult. So I'm going to go with that this is a bad look already out of the gate. And also, she wasn't exactly sorry for it, so that's even worse. I know that she made a reaction or like reply video I never really watched it but I know that she called herself a roach in it and I know that she was really trying to like advocate that this wasn't an insult but no matter what it it is an insult and for somebody who doesn't live in the Bronx or like I don't live in the Bronx I I live in New York but I don't live in, in the Bronx I don't know that term and I don't think that it's supposed to be a term of endearment so either way you calling a stranger that on the internet is supposed to be an insult so I don't think that even if it's a Bronx term it's okay so that's right out of the gate that was the first thing that people talk about um it's not a good look already She tweeted in August of 2017 that she didn't know the word tranny was a slur and that calling her transphobic was bullshit, which is very interesting since she backed and didn't apologize for her fiance saying he doesn't quote unquote vibe with queers. This Huffington Post article sums it up the best. They wrote rapper Cardi B and her fiance offset of the rap group Migos are currently on the outs with members of the LGBTQ community. And get this, if you believe their take, it's actually the LGBTQ community's fault. Apparently, the pair didn't know that writing and rapping a line like, I cannot vibe with queers, which Offset recently did during a guest spot on the YFN Lucci's track, Boss Life, could be interpreted as homophobic. Offset defended the line and himself on Thursday via Instagram by referencing the dictionary definition of the word, lingo that means strong or odd, or more precisely, if we can use that word here with a straight face, lame people who film you post it and stalk you he also wants us to know that despite using the line and being called out for homophobia in the past there's simply no way he can be homophobic because my passion for fashion has led me to a lot of gay people around me who i have mad respect for now i did an episode earlier in the podcast about the chain smokers interview where more homo- homophobic slurs were made <laughs> in fact his bandmate said we're not homophobic we got a song with frank ocean <laughs> Which is the LGBTQ equivalent to I'm not racist. I have a black friend. So take I, I, I can't believe that even exists. That whole interview. I, I believe it's episode eight um, when I talk about country music with Christy. I just skip to like the last half hour of that episode because I just go off on that interview. And it just I I can't believe the ignorance and just the straight up stupidity of these people. But anyway, Offset did however write on Instagram and Snapchat a quote-unquote apology which accompanied said screenshot of the definition of the word queer and it said 
I didn't write the line about gay people. I have said before since these issues before that I got mad love for all people. My passion for fashion has led me to a lot of gay people around me who I have mad respect for and we are all and we are very cool so I'm not in a place where I'm hating like that. When I wrote that I was thinking of words that could rhyme with the others, here, leer, solitaire, bear, I, I was just trying to figure out how all of those worked because I just saw the word solitaire and I was very confused, but those all do rhyme, so sorry about that. <laughs> and I saw this definition about her having a queer feeling. She was being watched and it fit with what I was thinking about, a stalker, creepy paparazzi situation. To me, that quote-unquote queer, I don't mean someone who's gay. I mean lame people who film you, post it, and stalk you. Lingo, that means stranger odd. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm offended I offended anybody. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the article goes on and says Cardi B came to her fiance's defense over the weekend with her own assertion about there being a different vocabulary on the dictionary. There must have been a lot of ears ringing over at Merriam-Webster in the last week. Eh? If there's a word that you guys said is a bad word for gays, I've never even heard that word in the first place, the singer said in a Periscope live stream. She then offered a little advice for anyone who might be offended by the line. Why don't y'all educate people? A lot of people are not aware about what's wrong or right in the LGBTQ community. She said, that's right. Apparently none of, uh, none of this would have happened if us queer people could have found a few hours to tear ourselves away from all the fashion stuff that Offset's loved so much and had, had just educated him and Cardi B about what's wrong or right in our community. And that article is totally right. In addition to all of that, Offset claimed that we only learn about LGBTQ lingo and such is in school, and some people aren't privileged enough to go to school, which is all sorts of incorrect and confusing, since I'm fairly certain anyone listening to this didn't rely on public school to teach a class on trans and gay people, and we all learn slurs and education from outside of school. I went to public school, and we did not, in fact, have a course about how not to offend the LGBTQ community. Maybe I went to a different public school than you guys, but my public school did not have a course that offered those things. But anyway, Offset isn't even who we're talking about here, even though he's all sorts of awful. Cardi B has been transphobic and used the same excuses as her fiance. She had tweeted, I'm gonna take him out. We gonna get drunk. When he wake up, he gonna be like, what the fuck? Because the bitch was a tranny. I'm going to be like, yep, yep, we had a threesome with a tranny. Yep, yep, a tranny sucked your dick. Which then after backlash, she said, when I said the word tranny, I did not know that that was a bad word because trans people use it and let's not front like they don't. Yeah, I didn't hear an apologiological argument in that either. Don't worry, you didn't miss it. The article I have open also had more racist comments that she had made. Cardi also came under fire after calling Kim Jong-un wontong soup. That's what she said. Not only is this offensive to the North Korea dictator, but she personally attacked the entire Asian community with her racist remark. To sweeten the deal even more, Cardi used a dish from China to racially attack a man from North Korea, two nations separated by 2,000 kilometers. A fan commented on her attack against Kim, Jong Kim Jong-un. Sorry. And the following proceeded. I can't believe this mofo so worried about football players when one tongue soup talking about he finna, which means gonna, blow shit up. This is why I hate Twitter, because you love making something out of nothing. You mofos are so sensitive and soft, my kids are going to bully your kid. Then someone replied and said, it's not soft to respect people. 
To which Cardi B replied, shut the fuck up, bitch. You don't like me. Get out of here. Punk ho. You just bored. I know we talk about not digging up things people said in the past and people growing and all of that, but this woman was 24 years old, no sign of growing or apologies, and this was from September of 2017, literally seven months ago. She blames her lack of education and everybody around her and doesn't even apologize. She passes the blame as if the world is to blame for her ignorance. She keeps making the same racist, trans, and homophobic comments and claims ignorance when she doesn't want to which doesn't work when she keeps getting called out. You can claim it once and apologize and grow, but she continues to do it over and over. It's no longer a lack of knowledge. She just genuinely is problematic. As if all of this wasn't enough, a tweet from August 2017 where she made not only a transphobic comment, but a rape joke. She tweeted, if my man cheat on me, I'm gonna get him drunk and let a tranny rape him. So yeah, in conclusion, I don't care if you think that she's the next best thing from rap. She's fucking awful and not sorry for it. I hate tearing down other women, but you can't have any excuse for this. If she was so sorry, and I mean genuinely, that's a different story. Until then, please don't support someone like this. The drama with her and Nicki Minaj makes little sense to me, but I just know that Cardi B isn't someone I would side with based on what I've gathered from the whole argument fight situation and also the fact that cardi b isn't just a great person all around so in conclusion coachella is awful but they did put on some great artists like paris kendrick lamar beyonce and sizza kendrick's record damn also just received a pulitzer prize the new york times said it was not only the first time a music pulitzer was given to a hip-hop album but also to any work outside the more refined uh person's of classical and occasionally jazz comp- uh, composition. So that's fucking awesome. And congrats to Kendrick. I know Pat loved the record and I know he's probably just excited to hear this news. Lastly, unrelated to Coachella, artist Torres tweeted about being dropped from her label. She tweeted, my former label 4AD has decided to drop me from a, from a three album deal for not being commercially successful enough. I wish them all the best. Also, fuck the music industry. XO McKenzie, which is her real name. And I do agree. Fuck the music industry. Nicki Minaj's new song, Chun-Li, says it best. They need rappers like me so they can grab their fucking keyboards and make me the bad guy. So that's all I have for you guys today. I just really wanted to talk about Cardi B, honestly, because I've seen all sorts of buzz about her. And I'm not sure if people know and forgot, don't care, never heard any of this. So hopefully people are more aware after listening to this. Before I end the episode, the last song I have is by an artist named Jazz Morley from the UK. I found her from a Vinyl Moon subscription when I was watching video reviews and I was super into her sound. She has a powerful voice that doesn't need to try too hard. She has a cool electro sound that accompanies her gentle voice super well. I just love how it all meshes together. The song is called Take Me Down, which was a standalone single in 2016. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes. She has a lot of other music that I totally encourage everybody to check out. So before I play Take Me Down, remember you guys can find me on Twitter, which is Rebel Hearts Girl. Instagram is Sam is Socks. Facebook.com slash Rebel Hearts Podcast. Email me at rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com. And for blog posts and everything else you guys need to know, I do have a website that you can subscribe for updates. And it's rebelheartspodcast.com. I will see you guys at the front. Here is Jazz Morley. I know you overtake me. I want to have fun. I want to be young. 
Oh. 